Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Generally, I ask the questions, but Key's got a good one this morning. I think this, the answer will be 100% if you're a Chiefs fan, 100% if you're a Bucks fan, depending on the question. Uh. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, in one minute, uh. we've always talked about who's in the Super Bowl, Mahomes, Brady, Arians, obviously, Andy Reid. But in a minute, we'll talk about a couple of very notable people that are not taking part in Super Bowl 55 and their stories. But first, Key's got a poll question, which I think predictable. Zubin, did you hear how that beat hits? Can you imagine after winning a Super Bowl if you and I were in the same team with Key, with Key in the club after a Super Bowl with the beat hitting like that at the VIP table? Oh, Lord. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. uh, a memorable night, I must say. (laughs) Do you do you want to recall a little bit of that memorable night? I, I had or do we party. not want to talk no, about? No, I had a party at the W Hotel. I gave a party at the Ooh, W in uh, San Diego, the sexy W the gas lamp district. It was mm. gave a after party there. It was mm. it was right? Yes. I don't remember it, but it was right. <laughs> As you said, I, I was Grammatica. I was there. I was Martin Grammatica. Automatically, that's all I can remember. The I was there. That's I was all there. I can it was it was right, especially Legendary. when you win, right? Oh. And then Ugh. I didn't come down for two days, basically. Once I got – I did the uh, Jay Leno with my parole officer, Brad Johnson. <laughs> we did Jay Leno. <laughs> then I flew back to Tampa, the parade. And then after parade, it was more partying. You know, so it was kind of like a three or four-day just – It's a it's a bender. Oh, man. Yes, it was it's a bender. It's <laughs> a well-deserved <laughs> bender. It was crazy, though. Fun and crazy. And then you sleep for like two days and straight. And then you sleep for like two days straight and take a week off. I think I went to like Hawaii or something. Man, yeah, I went to Hawaii and then I came back and started back working out and getting ready for the season. Last and, then those bo- and those bonuses hit the account. That's always good. That explains yesterday's trivia performance. <laughs> <laughs> we got more okay, trivia Evan. coming today or no? Oh, uh, Evan, don't oh, get key high. Don't get key high, Evan. Evan. Uh-oh. Evan, Uh-oh. are you there? I'm here. Only reason why you have the job as our producer is because of your dad. Thank you. Oh, jeez, Key. What? Jeez. You know, I cut to the white meat, man. I ain't, <laughs> I'm not going to. That's the only reason why. Because his dad was a great writer and they decided to hire Evan. Thinking they're going to get the same work. You're doing a hell of a job, Evan. Don't stop. Don't stop. Barry, if you're out there, I'm. I feel bad for you. That should have never happened. That was friendly fire. That should have never, ever happened. A couple things for you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Gene Dekaroff, he's got the voice of the Bucks. You got to give it up. Mitch Holtis, not bad. The voice of the Chiefs, not bad. No, it's great. Yeah. I, like you said, it's, if you're a Chief fan. It's him. Kansas City, right? Touchdown. Touchdown, Kansas uh. City. But then fire off the cannons is like, come on, seriously. Like that one there. Plus the Florida State. The Seminoles in their heyday when they had the Warwick Duns, the Derek Brooks's of the world, those dudes, that was in, going from Saturday to Sunday. Hmm. He's called some amazing games, voice of the Bucks since 89. Tomorrow. Zubin, once again, whenever yes. I hear Florida State, brings me back to a great place. <laughs> yes. I just smile. The male-female ratio. He oh, got his gosh. championship. What? Go to it's Tallahassee. college. <laughs> what? He is college. No, nothing, man. I ain't saying anything. <laughs> There's nothing that needs to be said, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, we've been talking about all the guys. Look, the poll question this morning is whose legacy would be impacted the most. Obviously, that poll question is who's going to ball out on Sunday. Somebody's got to play in that game. We'll take your calls on it all morning long. Hit us up, Key J and Z, whose legacy is the most impacted. 
But there's a couple of guys, Key, that can't possibly win the award because they won't be playing in this game for a couple of different reasons. I want to focus in on a couple of guys on the Chiefs. One, there's a little bit more serious. And one guy you say is out of sight, out of mind. Very interesting. Dr. Tardif, who has been all over the place, the great frontline worker and uh, Chiefs football player slash doctor, although I think he probably reversed in terms of priority. He's opted out for the entire year, and he is on the front line helping people get vaccinated as 7,500 people, 7,500 people that are vaccinated frontline workers are going to be at the game. And the other one is Damian Williams. And the reason I mention him, mm-hmm. he's not out there, you know, curing cancer or helping the world, but he decided I'm going to opt out. This is not for me. And the reason I bring him up outside of Patrick Mahomes, he was the most important Chiefs player in Super yeah. Bowl 54. Mm-hmm. His fourth quarter won the Super Bowl yes. for them, and he's opted out. But you've said, despite that, a year later, out of sight, out of mind, I mean, they are back here without him. Yeah, and, and that's the way people are going to treat it, right? Because, like, where is he? He's not on the front line. He's not the doctor. The doctor is still, Dr. Tarif is still with us, right? He's still out there. We're doing stories on him, all of those sort of things. He's showing up on Sundays where they may do a feature on him. Where Damian Williams is opting out, it's just kind of like, okay, he opted out for health reasons. Mm -hmm. But he's not in front of us. So that's the reason that we are not hearing anything about him at all. Well, you know, and also Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, there's some pieces that have been in place that have moved. But Zubin, it brings you to a bigger point. For the most part, this season, with the exception of COVID and the protocols changing and games being postponed, but it seems like it's been a normal type, like the, I guess the closest to normal that we could have as far as teams still traveling to away games and doing things of this sort. And it, it brings up an interesting point because, you know, when I look at the dichotomy between where the NBA was in the bubble – and how, you know, I don't know if Denver comes back on back-to-back series being down 3-1 if those games are played on the road, right? Um, I don't know if Miami gets to a world championship if they have to go to Boston and play on the road or go to Milwaukee. And granted, Milwaukee's been stumped the last couple of years in the playoffs, but having the best home regular season record, right? So for the most part, like this still seems like it's the closest thing to normal from a sports calendar event that we've had thus far in 2020. It's kind of amazing that we've even gotten here. I would say this, and this is, let's say you have a baby and they're born today, right? 20 years from now, if they go on the internet or whatever we're doing in 20 years, it'll probably be like embedded with a chip in our finger or whatever. But like <laughs> 20 years from now, if you just went to go see, oh, 2020 NFL season, it's going to say... 16 games for every team. Yeah. It's going to say yeah. 256 games total. Whereas if you look at baseball, it's going to be like, oh, the Keys Dodgers. Hey, you hey know, watch out, man. Hey, they only played 60 games. What happened that year? They played 60 games. Or, what, or in the NBA, when they didn't play, everybody's playing different number of games in the NBA. Everybody, this is more uniform. Everybody in the NBA, everybody in the NHL, professional football, baseball, golf, whatever the case is, they all had the equal opportunity to win a championship. Even no, more with the adversity. And even more with the adversity. So when you look at their championships, you look at the, the Lakers, for instance, and you talk about the bubble, you talk about the stress level that they had to endure playing inside the bubble. That's a lot, man. It, 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 your routine is off. Think about it. Lou Williams of the Clippers had Uh-oh. to attend a family situation in – made a decision to make a pit stop to remove himself to just 
kind of get back to some sort of normancy to a degree in his life. I mean, like, imagine being in the bubble, stuck as long as they were, and when he got the opportunity to break free, it was like, man, I need to just be able to do that and then go win a championship. The NFL, to a degree, they had to do certain things to stay healthy, but yet and still, it wasn't the same because they got their freedom. They can go home after practice every single day and not go in a nice 500-square-foot hotel room. So the championship is a championship, no matter but, if it's people in the stands or not. You know, I, 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 Kia, I'm, I'm not devaluing the NBA championship at all. I, I think what these guys are able to do was phenomenal. But I, it is okay to recognize the differences, right? So here, here's a couple of differences. Number one, you know, if you're playing a game on the road in the NBA, you finish a game, you typically would leave the next that morning, early in the morning, to go to your next game location, come back. Like, you know, you're also staying in one location to play all of your games, right? Like, it's almost like an AAU style. There's something interesting about that. Or if you're on the road and you're down three one and you're playing that game five, you know, and that game five is in LA in the Clippers Stadium, the Staples Center. Like, that's a different feel to that degree. So I'm not devaluing it. I'm just saying. You have to recognize the differences that came along with it on both ends. That's all. Yeah, I think that's fair. Last thing I would just point out is I just think because, and I'm not saying this is right, but this is kind of the way we we think about things. Because of the brute physical force of football, it's just sort of like, hey, if you took every lick and played every game in the most brutal sport on earth, it's sort of like you earned it. Like we can't take it away from you if you've gone through a 16-game NFL season versus a 60-game baseball season where pitchers are out there once every five days and everybody's chilling in the dugout. You know what I mean? Football's just a little bit different in the way that we see it. A reminder today on Greeny, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, and wall-to-wall Super Bowl 55 coverage. Greeny is up right after Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, right after us on many of these ESPN radio stations. Super Bowl Sunday coverage starting at 7 a.m. Eastern with a special edition of Bart and Han right into Super Pregame Show with Matt Schick, Tyler Fulgham, and Jeremy Fowler. We got you covered on Super Bowl Sunday as well with the fellas. On the way, LeBron covering his thoughts on the All-Star game coming. LeBron is not happy. Wait until you hear this and... A battle of 31-year-olds in Tampa on Sunday for the right to be called the GOAT. Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl MVP. What can you possibly do to top this? Win another one. Fire the cannon! Tom Brady goes there. Now they're in the Super Bowl. What is it Tom Brady is known for? Winning the Super Bowl. This is Super Week 2021 with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. From A to Z starts with the NBA. The NBA and the Players Association finalizing an agreement on the All-Star Game. It'll be played in Atlanta on March 7th. The NBA is going to take a quote-unquote break from March 5th to 7th. But not really, because everybody's got to convene in the middle of that break to play the All-Star Game, which means nothing, especially in a year like this, where everybody had the short off-season, including LeBron. Not happy. I have zero energy and zero excitement about an All-Star Game this year. You know, I, I don't even understand why we're having an All-Star Game, but... It's the agreement that the Players Association and the league came about, you know, short off season for, for myself and my teammates with 71 days. And then coming to the season, um, you know, we were told that we were not having an all-star game. So we had a, a nice little break five days from the 5th through the 10th, you know, an opportunity for me to kind of recalibrate for the second half of the season, my teammates as well, some of the guys in the league. And then they, they throw an all-star game on us like this and, and just breaks that all the way up. So, um, Pretty much a kind of a slap in the face. And obviously, you guys can see I'm not very happy about it, but it's out of my hands. And um, I'll, I'll be there if I'm selected. I'll be there physically, but not mentally. Zubin, we've been, we've been talking about this for three weeks. I said that I thought it was a bad idea to have the All-Star game. And I get that it's about money. I get it's about the foundational things of the league and a way to kick off the season after football ends. But it's almost like you're talking out of two sides of your mouth. You're saying, hey, all these games are being postponed. We're doing all these things because of the pandemic. But yet we're going to send our best players in the world to Atlanta, where the city's open, essentially during a pandemic, to put in an all-star game performance. It's awkward. It's, 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 it, Jay is right. I don't know what they're doing, but it's a money play for sure. Yeah. I mean, Jay's been saying this for weeks. When it first was brought up, he's like, it's a terrible idea. And now the king concurs. To the king of all games on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, what impact will Mother Nature have? Forecast, 72 degrees with thunderstorms, 60% chance of rain in the morning. That's on Sunday. Sunday night drops to 61 degrees, nice and cool, cloudy skies, 30% chance of rain. Winds 5 to 10 miles per hour all day. Why do I need the meteorologist to go five minutes on the local news? I just gave you everything you needed to know in 30 seconds. Here's Bruce Arians on the impact of Mother Nature. You know, we've been fortunate this year. We've had rain before and after. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping this one, they're, they're talking now maybe rain in the morning, possibly clearing up for the game, but you never know. We've been outside in the wind all week, and it's been really, really windy. So uh, that affects the kickers and the quarterbacks, obviously. But, uh, you know, the field's going to be in great shape. I don't think Tom, Tom has played in every kind of weather condition there is. For our guys, it's proper shoes, proper gloves, you know, if you're handling a wet ball. Yeah, you don't want to have to play in a, 
in a situation where the field is muddy, the rain is coming down, the wind is swirling, it would benefit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe, in that situation. Last time we saw it raining was the Indianapolis Colts against the New Orleans Saints down in Miami. That was the last rainy Super Bowl. And as we mentioned last time when we were talking with Prince singing Purple Rain in the rain, it was poetic justice. So if Key could take his pick, he would obviously say, no precip, probably not going to happen. Speaking purple of take your pick. Rain, purple rain, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go, go for ahead. it, Jay. Sorry. No, no. no, no. Sing I, it. No. Yeah, I, no. I don't have it like that. Okay. Take your pick. <laughs> the Super Bowl 54 champions are ready to run it back. They are headed to Super Bowl 55 as a road team to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Get to get, have a chance to repeat and get to do it against the best. I mean, it's uh, it's something special, and I'm excited for the opportunity. You're right, Key. Mitch Holt is pretty good. Pretty good. The voice of the Chiefs. We're ready to go. I'm going to give you guys the categories here. Take your pick. Matchups on the field for both teams. And then the three-time Super Bowl champion, Teddy Bruschi, in eight minutes. Let's start with the obvious one. Brady versus Mahomes. I'm going I'm to go, go Patrick Mahomes here. I, I got to believe that Patrick Mahomes gets the best of the Buccaneers secondary again. The first time they played each other in November, he threw through basically Tyreek Hill open every single time. Tyreek Hill finished with 269 yards in the air and three touchdowns. I don't see why that would change. Ridiculous. I, it, I don't see why it would change at all. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and I'm telling you on Monday we'll be talking about this potentially being the greatest offense the NFL has ever seen. Jay is doubling down, tripling down this morning. It's our legacy question. The Twitter question is whose legacy would be impacted the most. Jay going with Mahomes there too. We'd love to hear from you on that. Key Jay and Z, log on, hit us up. We'll get you going. All right, from the guys throwing to the guys catching. On one side, of course, Tyreek Hill, Key just mentioned. Tyreek Hill slash McCole Hardman for the Chiefs. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay Bucks. Mikola! I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I think when you look at Hardman, that sp- speed is ridiculous, though. I, I like Chris Godwin. Mike Evans, a fade slant guy. But Tyreek Hill and Hartman, the speed kills. There's a reason it looks mm. like a video game when Kansas City is out there playing. You got the joystick. I wasn't very good in the video game, as you know. You got the joystick. <laughs> We've seen and the you're evidence. you're just out there just doing your thing. I mean, it's just ridiculous. This guy, Tyreek Hill catches a two-yard pass, and it's 12 yards. Tyreek Hill catches a 12-yard pass, and it's 45 yards. Tyreek Hill catches a 45-yard pass, and it's a touchdown. I mean, it just makes no sense. I'm going with Kansas City, too. Key, tell these people when they try to compare Scotty Miller and Tyreek Hill and their speed, that's, why are we even having that type of conversation? Just because it's something to do, man. We need content. But Jeez. we all know that Tyreek Hill and Scotty Miller, there's no real comparisons. I like Scotty Miller. Good little football player. There's <laughs> little nothing, football there's player. There's nothing wrong with him. But he ain't no damn Tyreek Hill. Let's not get it twisted. I yes. love when you call a grown man little. Yes. Well, not – Jay, stop. <laughs> what? You say little football player. <sighs> I, Kyle Murray – Little football I'm player. I'm not talking I'm about just, the statue and size. I'm just saying like a nice piece. He's a nice piece. Like you were at Duke. Carlos Boozer was the guy. You were a nice piece. See, a little piece. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Carlos Boozer, it's our Prince reference. That goes really deep, though. That's just a really real, deep Zubin. real well inside done. joke there. And uh, by the way, a great advertising opportunity for Ricola. As, uh, Ricola. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. We could all use some. All right, here we go. The battle of 31-year-olds. We mentioned this right before we hit the break. Travis Kelsey and Gronk, two of the greatest at their positions. Look, Gronk still makes big plays at times. There's no question about it. But Travis Kelsey is in a league of his own right now at the tight end position. 
Gronk has had his time as the number one guy at the tight end position. He certainly has come back and has played well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he's not right now in Travis Kelsey's stratosphere. Yeah, it's Kelsey. That's not even a question for me. I am curious, though, with Gronk's physicality. You know, can he make that one big play that could be a, a, a game changer for the Bucs? Because I feel like he arrives at the biggest moment sometimes. He's made, some, he's made some plays for him, but Travis Kelsey is in the offense. It's oh, yeah, about Travis Kelsey. When Gronk was in New England, it was about Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was his show, and it's not the same in Tampa Bay where it is the same for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, last thing I would say about Gronk, when he came out of retirement in the first few weeks, people are like, what is he even doing here? Brady's not even looking at him. So I, it's nice to see that he is he's, really he's emerged still again. Good. He's still a good football, but it's not the same. No doubt about That's it. All. He's going to the Hall of Fame. No. He's, not a, he's not a little football player? He's no, he's not a, little. He's, okay. he's a big football player. Okay, yes. just, you know. Trying to understand. Yo soy fiesta. Here we go. Oh, God. Uh, it's just him. Here we go. 62-year-old Andy Reid, ready to eat a cheeseburger, maybe a double. Oh, gosh. Well, that's his words again. Yes. And 68-year-old Bruce Arians, the head coaching matchup in Super Bowl 55, Keith. I wonder what he's going to eat for his pregame meal. I kind of have a feeling what Andy's going to eat, but not Bruce Arians. Hey, look, I, I like Bruce Arians. I like what he's been able to do. I like his coaching staff. I like Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. But I love Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Spagnola, the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that when you look at Andy Reid's success, not only you talk about the bye weeks that he's been successful coming off a bye and winning games. The, I think he's only lost four in his career uh, as a head coach coming off a bye week. Wow. And that's a long career with a <laughs> lot of byes. Yeah. Going he, Andy has, Reed, he has yeah. a better he has a better situation. Yeah. He I'm has going to Andy Reid too, Keith. Going to Andy Reid too. But I do give a lot of credit to Bruce Arians with how he's been able to get this team through not having an offseason, uh preseason, excuse me, through the pandemic, through Tom Brady bringing him on board, challenging Tom whether you agree with him doing it publicly or not is the right move. He's gotten this team to a really incredible point. And I do love very hockey where we call them spags. Like that's like a hockey thing. Like most people, if you don't know the guy, you don't call him spags, but everybody calls him spags. No, yeah. you, you may know Steve Spagnolo, but like, spags? yeah, but you yeah. know it. Yeah. Like everybody else that does spags on the defensive side of the button. Don't know the guy. I just think you can't call him spags. If you don't no, know Steve the guy. Spagnola, you know, spags, whatever. All right. Let's shorten it up from spags. You to know the who lo- big red is? Andy Reid, right? See, same thing. Hey, right. Nebraska football. Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> And Leonard Fournette. This one right now goes to Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette has turned this thing into something special for himself. After being released from Jacksonville, signing with signing with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom McNair is the running back coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, longtime college football coach at USC with the likes of Reggie Bush and Lindell White and a host of others that came through USC, has gotten Leonard Fournette to playing like the number four pick that the Jacksonville Jaguars selected him when he was coming out of the draft. This was a kid, once upon a time, that people felt like could go straight from high school to the National Football League, Zubin. Straight from high school to the National Football League because he was just that dominant in the Louisiana high school football circuit. I'm glad to see it turning around for Leonard Fournette. And the one thing you're worried about, CEH, is just battling the injuries, Key, the ankle injury, the hip injuries in the postseason. I see how you did that. I see how you did that. See, we gotta we gotta move on. So he didn't even go Clyde Edwards or Laird. He went CEH to save us a couple seconds. Yeah, he wrote that. He wrote that down for 
last night, though. He studied that studied that real good. <laughs> so that's taking your pick. We'd love for you to take your pick on whose legacy would be the most impacted with a Super Bowl win, 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll take your calls throughout the morning, one minute away from the three-time Super Bowl champion, Teddy Bruschi. But first, SportsCenter. And James with another assist, throwing the back door to Taylor Horton Tucker for an uncontested layup. Now a foul called on the Lakers to stop the clock and get LeBron James out of the game. So LeBron will exit with a triple-double, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. It is his second triple-double this season and his 95th career. So that's Sean Kelly on ESPN Radio. You went CEH, but actually, Taylor Horton Tucker does go by THT. So that is actually a real nickname. And when Sean Kelly just, in a perfunctory manner, just said, well, there's LeBron's 95th triple-double. I mean, it's like no big deal anymore, Key. They were down double digits at the break. They win by double digits. I don't even see how people could put slowing down in their mouth when they talk about LeBron. And no LeBron James passed Wilt Chamberlain last night for third place on the NBA's all-time field goal list, by the way. Congrats to the King. Congrats to the King indeed. The NFL's version of LeBron James, the guy that with age won't slow down. Tom Brady will talk to one of his legendary teammates here in one minute. LeBron happy with the win last night. Clearly not happy, though, with what's going on with the All-Star game. It's scheduled for March 7th in Atlanta. NBA is supposed to be in a break from March 5th to 10th. Remember, guys like LeBron were playing in the bubble all the way until mid-late August. They didn't get much of an offseason. LeBron very unhappy. We'll hear from him a little bit later on exactly why he thinks this game is bogus and shouldn't be played, but he absolutely did not hold back. Black History, always great moments in Black History Month. And today we honor the NFL, who assembled an all-black officiating crew, and obviously we honor the crew as well, who worked Week 11's Monday Night Football game between the Rams and the Bucks on ESPN. It was a watershed moment for the league. There's been so much talk about diversity in the ranks of the coaches and the executives, but nobody talks about the officials. And on this night, they got their due. I should mention the NFL hired Burl Toller who was the first black official in any sports league back in 1965. And in late 2020, those men all got their due. Congratulations to them. And SportsCenter is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Valentine is all about the wow factor. So win big with an enviable bouquet. (laughs) Shots fired. Of red roses from 1-800-Flowers. Now you can get 18 red roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 for $10 more to order. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter code KJZ. Here comes TB. Terrific Tom is 43 years old, and he's playing in his 10th Super Bowl. He looks younger than ever before. He talked about playing to age 45 and beyond. I would definitely consider that. You never know kind of when, you know, that moment is. And again, it has to be 100% commitment from myself to keep doing it. Now, I guess I have to specify, when I'm in TB, do I mean the legendary Tom Brady or the legendary Teddy Bruschi? This morning, we're going with... The latter. Teddy is going to be a part of our postseason NFL countdown extravaganza. You see him every Sunday morning on Countdown with Sam and the guys. So it'll be Sam and Teddy, Randy Moss, Matt Hasselbeck, Steve Young, Booger McFarland, Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen, and Susie Calver taking you all the way through. It begins Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Super Sunday, the best place to get you ready 
for the Super Bowl is right here on ESPN. And I want to bring in Teddy. It's a pleasure to have him this morning for the first time on our program on the Goodyear Hotline. Fellas, I want to give you this little stat first. And this is essentially why the Bucks were built the way they were. Uh, Jason Like, the team's general manager. He got there in January of 2014. So he's been there on the job about seven years. Big rebuild for the Bucks. There are only two players on their entire, right now, 53-man roster that predated Liked. In other words, he came in and didn't like what he saw. So he made sure he changed them. The only two guys on the entire roster that predate his arrival, Levante David and Will Golston. Of course, one of the guys that followed after Liked is Tom Brady, and that's where we want to start with Teddy. Teddy, you know him as well as anybody else. You won multiple Super Bowls with him. This year, though... What have you seen from Tom Brady? Well, Zubin, good morning. Key, J. Will, what's up, fellas? Hey, uh, what up, TB? Show. Happy, to be, happy to be on for the first time. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see my former teammate back in the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Uh, I guess what I've seen him over the course of the year is, well, I think what's, what's made him special more than anything over the years is, if you, if you look at him, his ability to bring his teammates along. I mean, to make his teammates feel like their job is the most important thing and he's going to do everything he can to help them be successful. I think that's what a a big part of the quarterback position is also, just how he's welcomed like Fournette and Jones. I mean, the running backs, when they've had difficulty catching the ball out of the backfield, you continually see him trying to throw it to them so they can get that chance and get better at it. Those type of things, the relationships with, with Mike Evans and Godwin and Miller, all of these guys, you see him just taking care of his offensive line. Everything he does, whether it's tongue-lashing him on the sideline or giving him love, I think that's what's special about him and all his teams and bringing his teammates up to his level. Teddy, how many Super Bowls did you play in? I know you won three, but how many did you actually play in? Uh, Five. Played in five. Lost to the Packers my rookie year with Parcells in 96, and then, of course, 07 to Kaufman and the Giants. Yeah, I thought it was five Super Bowls that you played in. And in saying all that, you've been with Tom Brady in five Super Bowls. What do you think his preparation is like right now in Tampa getting ready for this Super Bowl? Okay. Uh, well, my rookie year, that was Bledsoe. So four was oh, yeah, Brady, that's right. I yeah. figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Tom wasn't there yet. But uh, his preparation, his, I've seen it vary to where – I mean, he's asleep in the locker room prior to the game, and he's as geeked up as he's ever been. So, I mean, it's, for him, it's preparation the week, the week leading up to. And I think these last two days, Friday, Saturday, is when everything's done and the work is done, and that's when you'll see Tom the father and Tom the family man when his, when his family gets into town, and that sort of grounds him in terms of everything's right on the field, everything's right on my life. Now it's time to go win a championship. And I think that's the process that a lot of the players want to get through through the week of the Super Bowl. You take care of all the stress, take care of all the preparation. Of course, this year, take care of all your testing and try to stay negative, <laughs> but then go through all of those protocols and then be ready to play. Chiefs ready to play, Bucks ready to play. Your family comes in. Hopefully you get some time with them and then um, shoot, it's time to play. You, you're still living in the Massachusetts area. You obviously was coached by Bill Belichick, played with Tom Brady. What what are people around saying about who gets what credit for the Super Bowls? You know how this goes. Oh, it's Brady. Oh, it's Belichick. Now that Brady has gone to Tampa and they're in the Super Bowl again, what are people saying about the credit being given to you guys in the past? I t- 
Yeah, Key, Key, that's a great question because with every win and every loss in New England, it sort of went up and down in terms of the Patriots would lose, Patriots would lose, it'd be all Brady. The Patriots, we win, and then it's like we're winning with Cam Newton and they think it's uh, Bill Belichick. So, you know, this is New England. They're going to have a lot of emotions in terms of what happened with the departure of Tom Brady. And a lot of people have split opinions in terms of whether it's, you know, Bill or Tom. And I think we all, I think you, I mean, players like me, you, Jay, we know, I mean, there's a total effort it takes to win a championship. And I don't think they couldn't have done it without each other. But I tell you what Tom's done is he has separated himself in terms of, you know, give me a team, give me my right situation, and I can get it done in any situation. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big positive in terms of the argument if you're thinking it's all Tom Brady. TB, 2014, me, you, Tom Brady, Wes Welker, the Kentucky Derby. Remember he won 100 grand <laughs> on that day? Crazy day, right? But, like, it, it, it brings me to a, deep, a deeper point because I'm curious, yeah. like – did you guys always do things like that, like as teammates? Is that the kind of culture that Tom is all about? And if so, like what kind of things do you think he's done with this team to build that same kind of camaraderie? Yeah, that was, that's been a big thing with Tom in terms of, uh, you know, showing how he cares about his teammates off the field, getting together with his, with his guys, showing a part of himself that, you know, he can't really show in front of the media, but we've all seen him, the guys that are close to him. Uh, I think – this year especially, it's hard, and even recently, to where, I mean, the older he gets, the generation gap expands. And I've talked to him about this before in terms of relating to the younger generation because, I mean, you've got to still have some type of personal relationship. I think he's done a great job of using social media, about using that and reconnecting with uh, the younger generation because that's, that's vitally important to the player coming up from the, the college ranks and who are rookies and second and third and fourth year players. So Tom finds ways, like I, like I started with you guys, to bring his teammates along and form relationships with them some way because he vitally feels that's important to have a personal relationship with, te- with his teammates. So then when it's time for him to get, get up in them, <laughs> if he has to, they take it that more personal and it means that much more to him. TB, you made some headlines the other day when you said Matthew Stafford was not tough enough to play in New England. What did you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Um, believe me, Stafford, I've been a fan of Stafford. I've seen him play in pain, guys. You know that. The guy's, the guy's done a lot for that Detroit Lions organization. I'm just saying, you know, he had his choice, and you go to New England, it's going to be a different type of vibe. I mean, it's, it's just you're coached hard. There's pressure nonstop every single day in and out of the facility, and – there are there is uh, an, a quarterback out there that's going to have a tough time to deal with a Bill Belichick coach team. So I think it took Tom Brady a lot of mental toughness for him to deal 20 years with with Bill Belichick before uh, you know they ended up separating. But Stafford, believe me, don't worry. I've been a fan of him. I know he's shown toughness on the field. I just think that him coming to New England wouldn't be that fit because what you have to do when you come to New England and play for this organization is there's going to be some things that they are, to, they are going to try to change and get the best out of you. And when a player that's been a veteran in the league and has had his way for so long, it's just going to be a hard mentality to take, and that's all I was trying to make. Hey, Teddy, before I let you go, man, I just want to say congratulations on the job at, uh, you're taking at U of A. Uh, that defense oh, is not – Yeah, my Wildcats. Yeah, that, that, awesome. that, that defense is not going to be – 
Desert getting Swarm, back baby. to Desert Swarm unless you're getting on the field. So y'all won't be winning no Pac-12 titles no time Jeez. soon. Man, be quiet, hey, man. Hey, you, don't up, about, you don't know nothing about you don't know nothing about me and Teddy. Be quiet, hey, Jay. Hey, we want to get. I mean, USC. I know them, them battles we had you and I together. I mean, Coach Jed Fish is doing the right things over there, and I'm I'm really proud to be a part of the program to turn this thing around. And don't worry, them Desert Swarm days are coming back. Wildcats will be back soon, buddy. Yes, get them, TB. Get them. Shout out to the late great Dick Tomey. I got to say, I mean, speaking of proud, Teddy, they're proud of you. Two-time consensus All-American and, of course, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year and ESPN NFL analyst. As a undersized defensive lineman making a transition to play linebacker in the National Football League, a lot of people didn't Jeez. know that. I didn't know what a hook drop was, dropping, getting, getting in the NFL, fellas. I just rushed the passer, but I made <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. We are going to rush. Yeah, congrats to you. We're going to rush and watch in front of the television for four hours of Super Bowl coverage starting Sunday at 10 a.m., and then he'll go from Tampa to Tucson. Great to be with you, Teddy. Thanks for joining us. Guys, it's great to be on. You guys guys take care. All right. Thank you. That's the one and only Teddy Bruschi. On the way, why in the world is it so hard to bring down a 43-year-old guy in the pocket? Believe it or not, the answer is not from the neck up. It's the next down. It's from the neck down. See, that, we all uh, make mistakes. Almost had yeah, it. There you go. <laughs> almost had we it. We all nuts. make mistakes reading things. Thinking Bouquet. about it the whole. Bouquets. Bouquets. Should have just ended it. Why is it so hard to take down Tom Brady in the pocket? <laughs> it's his shoulders. All right, I ruined the whole thing. Okay. Somebody will explain on the way. But first, let me explain about SiriusXM Super Bowl 55 coverage on the SiriusXM app and online. SiriusXM gives you inside access to what the biggest names in sports and beyond are saying. Leading up to the season's biggest games, SiriusXM bringing you all the can't-miss moments live from Tampa and, of course, these days, virtually. What Thomas Edward Brady has done in his 40s just flat boggles my mind. How can you just put on another jersey and wind up in the same situation, which is another Super Bowl appearance? This is Super Week 2021 with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Once again, I wish you could be here during the commercial break. Paywall, man. That needs to be its own podcast. <laughs> that needs to be its own podcast. 
All right. This morning, we are joined by Diana Russini, our ESPN NFL reporter. She joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. She's down there covering Super Bowl 55, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Before we bring in Diana, I want you to listen to this from Chiefs linebacker Frank Clark. I mean, you think on the other side of the field, Tom Brady's been shouldering the load to get the Bucks to where they are this year, snapping the NFL's second longest playoff drought. Well, guess what? It's not all about the neck up for Brady. Frank actually says it's from, believe it or not, just slightly the neck down. How can't you bring down this old dude? He got these shoulders. Have you ever seen Tom Brady's shoulders when he in that pocket? Come on, man. Y'all got to pull the film up for this one. They go, hey, y'all got to attach the film to this video because the shoulders be crazy sometimes. I ain't got nothing against nobody, of, you know, of a 43-year-old age range around those age. But, man, to be able to move his shoulders like that is uh, quite amazing. He's not an escape artist, but it's like, man, he did, he, he he just as good. Honestly, sometimes he's just as good as Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson the best. And you watch Tom Brady sometimes in that pocket, man. You can't really tell the difference. I don't know if he means Brady played for a second team and so might Deshaun. That's another story for another day. Let's bring in Diana. She joins us this morning. Diana, that comment from Frank Clark really caught you. What more can you add here? Well, I feel like any good reporter needs to get a second source when you hear something like that. So Frank Clark obviously spent a very long time getting into the details of that Brady shoulder shimmy. So I asked his teammate Chris Jones, not expecting to get such an elaborate answer. Well, Chris spent like two minutes talking to me <laughs> about how he and Frank watch film of Brady. And they're like, you got to just see this tape, man. You got to watch how he does this. And the thing is, we all know what he's talking about, how Brady is able to escape the pressure so well. But their enthusiasm about it, it, it sounded like it was coming from obviously a, a, a place of respect, but also a, a place of concern for these two guys who are looking to take him down. Remember, this Chiefs team blitzed Tom Brady on third down every single time the last time they faced each other in Week 12, and they didn't have a lot of success doing it. So they've got their hands full. So, so they're being cute about the shimmy that Brady does, but they know that on top of all the pocket awareness that he brings to this game, his ability to actually move is better than what I think we, we talk about. Diana, how do, right now, how are the teams feeling overall heading into this big game on Sunday? Hey, Key. Uh, you know, y- you've heard guys talk days leading up to the Super Bowl before, and they give you a little lip service of, yeah, we're prepared, we're ready. But on these Zoom calls, and this is a perk of a Zoom call, is I feel like everybody forgets the players being that there's – you know, hundreds of media people on these calls. It's not just them looking into a lens. Um, And the sense I'm getting is the Chiefs feel really confident going into this game. They they point to being prepared. They give the credit to Andy Reid. But you got guys like Tyreek Hill, who spent a, a pretty long time also talking about Patrick Mahomes throwing dots out on the field. You know, you got to figure Tyreek Hill has seen Patrick Mahomes look really sharp during the week leading up to any game. And obviously he's had so much success with him in big moments. But he was talking to him, like, or talking about him, like he had never seen Patrick Mahomes play before. That's how psyched he was about how sharp 
Mahomes looks at this point, and then Travis Kelsey was, was just very open. He says, this is the most prepared we've ever been for any game. So, I mean, I think that's a really, really strong statement. And especially we know how Andy Reid is, guys. You give this guy time, you give him two weeks, and he, he's going to take care of business. He's got the best record of any head coach in the Super Bowl era in terms of winning games when he's got two weeks of preparation. So it just seems that things are lining up really well on top of the fact that, guys, injuries, not a big issue for this team. And that's what you want in a game like this with the magnitude being this big. Diana, we got to run. We got less than a minute to go, but you're right. If everybody's out there that can be out there, it's max effort for both teams. Thank you very much. We'll watch you this morning. We'll see you on Sunday Super Bowl countdown as well. Diana, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Jay, go for it here. Sorry I had to get in there. We had just a few seconds to spare. No. What do you have here? No, I was just curious. I was going to ask her for her prediction of who she thought was going to win the game. I know it's her job to be objective, but I'm curious with her insight um, who she thought she was going to win. That's all. And, Key, you got to love it here. She said it right. Everybody's at max. You're not going to wake up Monday morning and be like, you know, something happens during the game, it happens. But when you kick off at 638 or whatever it is, 630, it's like we're full bore, they're full bore for the championship. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the top of the hour, and you tell us who's got the most on the line Sunday. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.